Hey everyone, I'm Tiffany Dillon. And I'm Kevin Dillon. And welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast. Every week we bring three headlines to the table, two of which are fake, fake and one of which is real. Real. And we try to guess which is which and we have a little bit of fun along the way. Yeah. Um, you can find us on all the social media sites. Uh, we are on Twitter at FakeHeadPod. You can search for us on Facebook at Fake Headlines Podcast. And now we're on Instagram, also at Fake Headlines Podcast. So give us a follow. Hello. Hi, everybody. And welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 10. 10. Episode 10. Episode 10. We made it. Holy manoli. We're like OGs of the podcasting world now. Yeah. So many podcasts fall off after episode nine. We've had the courage to stay on for episode 10. Is that a factual statement? It is not, but this is fake headlines, so hey, you never know. Uh, you had me. After uh, nine full episodes, Kevin, you've we've really honed our, our lying skills. Oh, this is going to bode each other. so well for our marriage. Yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> Uh, hey, also, this is episode X, so... Oh. Oh. X. Yeah. That's pretty cool. For Roman numeral... I love... 10. <laughs> and as a special treat for Roman numeral 10, we just want to point out that we are now available on the Laughable app. Yes. So it's a great place to, to discover comedians and podcasts, so uh, download the Laughable app and enjoy. Yeah. Great. Maybe you'll find some other fun podcasts on there, too. Um, but, you know, still listen to us. Yeah, I mean, we're still here. I mean, We're still here. So, I mean, we can... Please? Yeah. Don't leave us? No. Oh, don't leave us, people. Okay, we're needy. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the world of comedy. Of course we're needy. <laughs> we have a weird drive that requires be fed by people's adulations. Wow. Mm. Adulations? Adulations. Wow. I know. I'm pulling out the big words today. The sweet talker with the big words. <laughs> so it drew me to you. Um, so, epi- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say you can read your articles first if you'd like. Well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to read yours. And now that you've kicked it back to me, here are my three headlines. All right. All right. Headline number one. This bourbon's secret ingredient comes from a beaver. This bourbon's secret ingredient comes from a beaver. Cool. (laughs) There's a real animal alcohol theme happening with most of my headlines lately. (laughs) I just, it's what I come across on my internet searches. Uh, Article number two, couple... (laughs) I'm not sure why, Kevin. That's Uh, so weird. I need to clean my browser is what what I'm learning. Uh, (laughs) Does that have to do with the word beaver? Mm, well. <laughs> I meant in your browser. I haven't cleaned my browser since before we met. So there's a lot of shameful things in there. Yeah, that's that's a long time. I know. It's it's a lot of... A lot of just go with the next headline. <laughs> All right. Headline number two. Couple expecting their first child after first meeting at a double booked Airbnb. Wow. That's a... Hallmark movie. Right. It's like a millennial rom-com. Yeah. (laughs) Couple expecting first child after first meeting at a double booked Airbnb. Okay. And headline number three, retiring 911 operator got start working at Unsolved Mysteries call center. (laughs) Retiring 911 operator got start working at Unsolved Mysteries call center. That sounds amazing. That I do, mean, th- that does sound like a pretty awesome job. Yeah. And we'll get into that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> the unsolved mysteries part, not the 911. I, I I don't think I can handle working for 911. I don't think I can handle stressful emergencies. No. I've worked in lots of call centers over the years, mostly relating to financial services, and those can be pretty crazy. And those take a long time to 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 get into, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I could just imagine, like, people are just worried about their money. Imagine worrying about your health and well-being. Like, I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't handle that stress. No, me neither. Mm-mm. Okay. 
Bourbon secret ingredient uh, comes from a beaver? Comes from a beaver. All right. Um, is it wood? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a, the chewed up wood from a beaver is then yeah. distilled into a bourbon. That makes sense. That could be. That could be what that article is about. You're into um, animals and alcohol lately, Kev. It's a, th- it's a phase I'm going through. Okay. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll get through it together. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Um, I, uh, I'm not much of a bourbon drinker myself. Either am I. Uh, so I wonder what the, what, what sort of, um, what sort of things do you, do you think a, a beaver could, could give to the world? I don't know. Could it be like something that it is like a beaver milk or their saliva Ooh. or something from an organ? <laughs> Beaver organs is bookmarked on my <laughs> <laughs> on my Safari browser right now. Safari. I'm going on an animal safari. That's exactly yeah, that's why I'm using exactly it. Exactly it. Beavers, we've talked a lot about goats. We've talked about <laughs> There's a real theme happening here, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like what you're saying. Maybe the beaver eats something, it digests it, and then as it passes it, maybe it then is added to the bourbon. <laughs> I'm not much of a drinker, but to me, bourbon tastes like something an animal would pee out. Excrete. <laughs> Excrete's a nice way to put it. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess my brain immediately did not go to the beaver excreting anything, oh. but rather it went to, because uh, the way you said it, it was... Uh, Provided by a beaver? What was it? Yeah, this bourbon's secret ingredient comes from a beaver. It comes from a beaver. So I mean, it comes from a beaver. Like its body, I. I don't know. I uh, yeah. I. What if it's like. Um, beaver sweat. It could be. Maybe it is beaver sweat. Yeah, like the their their tails work so hard swimming through that water you know and they they're constantly wiping their brows because of the dams they build you know that might be maybe they're swimming in the vat of bourbon yeah and their sweat is mixing in and yeah. as their tails are fluttering in the water it's like mixing it up yeah into a delicious alcoholic treat it's a uh, slightly salty but oh, it, um <laughs> beavers are salty yeah they just are yeah uh what um Maybe, maybe um, their saliva adds some sort of uh, uh, flavor to the bourbon after it ages for several years in a barrel. That could be. You know? Or maybe it's, you know, maybe we're looking at this the wrong way because we're looking at it as if the beaver has to, it has to be a part of the beaver. Beaver. The beaver? The beaver. (laughs) Beaver. (laughs) We're looking at it like it's something that the beaver is uh, excreting, <laughs> but maybe the beaver just like knows a secret ingredient and like told somebody oh, what the ingredient was. Yeah, maybe it's all about how we're looking at this. Yeah, um, maybe they wrote the ingredient down using their teeth. <laughs> they carved. <laughs> they carved it. They carved <laughs> it. They gnawed the secret ingredient into some wood, uh-huh. and then uh, someone from the distillery happened to be out and about in the muck yeah came, came across the dam yeah read the side of it mm-hmm. had a eureka moment yeah and then went back to the distillery yeah it's kind of like you know how that bush's baked bean dog is always trying to steal the secret ingredient yeah like maybe tell everyone maybe all these animals are coming together and chatting about mm-hmm. ingredients yeah that's that sounds logical that i think that's what this is about uh beavers are are found in areas like here uh, in New York State mm-hmm. and up into Canada, so maybe maybe it um, maybe it has to do with like maple syrup or uh, the sap that comes from a maple tree. I mean that that would probably that's a great point. Go really well with a bourbon, a mapley bourbon. If that's a mm-hmm. thing, I would try that. Mm-hmm. I like maple. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds delicious. It does sound delicious, actually. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Now I'm gonna look up maple. If you look up maple beavers, you just get a very specific. Thing. niche yeah of 
yeah. movies it's online. Like, <laughs> it's a, Lots of toques. It's the, you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. Yep. Um, Canadian Mounties uh, <laughs> with specifically placed toques. <laughs> More like Canadian Mount Me's. Ayo. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. I know. That was really dumb. Okay. A uh, couple of expecting first child after meeting at a double booked B and B, Airbnb, 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 yeah, Airbnb, Airbnb. What's our, an Airbnb is like an Arby's, Arby's. that you sleep in. Yeah, you get a beef sandwich covered, right. covered in cheese, <laughs> and you just left get, on your bedside. It's so much cheaper than a hotel, and yeah. you have breakfast right there. Yeah, they have I mean, the meats and they have comforters. Yeah, exactly. And meat is comforting to me. Good. That's good. I like to just pile. I just, I like to lay in an Arby's and just cover myself with slices of roast beef. Wow. Is that weird? Yeah. I wish I'd known that before I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is new to me, you well, guys. Hey, I, this, I didn't know. This podcast is not only fun, but it's also a journey of discovery. Yeah. Of husband and wife. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> tune in next week to find out. What else Kevin covers his body in? Oh, maybe it's time for you to share some stuff. No. <laughs> so, yes, couple expecting first child after first meeting at a double booked Airbnb. There's so much romantic music that could be played behind that. Like, you know that they they show up at first and they're like, the guy's like, hey, what are you doing here? She's like, um, I'm staying here. And he's like, uh, no, I no, I'm staying here. I booked this place. Let me well, look up my reservation on my app right now. Well, it's. It's 8 p.m. and I have to get up at like 4 a.m. for my yoga class. So, um, why don't you just sleep on the couch? I'm gonna lock the door in this bedroom, and you just sleep on the couch, and we'll work it out in the morning. It's the tale of two people who didn't want to fa- pay full price for a hotel room. <laughs> they never thought they'd find love. <laughs> oh, you made breakfast? Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, the Arby's next door was open. Oh. Hope you like roast beef sandwiches. I, I guess I'm kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> they each had a key to each other's heart. <laughs> wow, it's like it's like we're a perfect match. It's like so serendipitous that we both book this place. It's I believe it's fate, babe. Yeah. Total fate. <laughs> you call me babe. <laughs> oh, did I? I I guess I'm just starting to fall for you. I don't think I don't remember telling you my nickname. <laughs> I could definitely see this as being a movie, like an air <laughs> sponsored by Airbnb. Uh, but it has to be like a like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like it's around the holidays. Oh right, They're, they both are trying. They don't want to. They want to go visit their parents, but they can't stand the idea of spending sleeping under the same roof with them for some reason. Yeah. So they book a local Airbnb. Yeah. And they're both not looking forward to. They're both coming from the big city. They got high power jobs. They're moving. They're heading back home for the holidays. They're in a small town. There's not a lot of Airbnb options. Of course, the person and because they're in a small town isn't quite like up on how to run this thing properly. So they've double booked it. Right. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. This. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. It's For perfect. some reason, even being in a small town, uh, they their parents must be new to town also because they'd never met before. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole. Uh, it's we are gonna write this movie, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're Stay gonna, tuned. We're gonna start a Kickstarter and a Patreon page. You guys can contribute. It's gonna be wonderful. Um, it's gonna be called Airbnb's Arby's. Airbnb brought to you by Arby's. <laughs> Air, Air Airbnb's. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I I'm really fixated on the idea of sleeping in an Arby's. I mean, those plasticky type booths. Those swivel seats that are permanently attached to the ground. Do you wake up with a cowboy hat? You do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, recently, I don't know why I did this. Um, this is also a strange, strange internet search along with uh, beavers. Um, I wondered what Arby's, because Ar- I guess when we were driving by an Arby's recently, like it just hit me that Arby's is like apostrophe S as if it's somebody's place. And I'm wondering who's Arby? Like, did you ever wonder who Arby is? Um, no, I mean, I, no, but I did. And let me save you some legwork of having to look up on their Wikipedia page. Uh, Arby's, uh, R and B are the first initials of the founders of Arby's. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. So why didn't they call it RB as in like R, like the letter R, the letter B? Why did they... 
do I, it phonetically. I didn't read that deeply into the Wikipedia article. Oh. I just saw that it was about their first names and I was satisfied. Oh. <laughs> we'll look it up later. Okay. I was wondering if like I didn't know if like maybe there was a another place called Arby's or something. Oh, I don't I don't recall seeing that, but we'll double check later. Yeah. But and why the cowboy type hat too? I don't know. Interesting. Uh, there's a lot of questions. Cowboys that I, like me, I guess. That's also a, a search that some people do. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? We've never stayed at an Airbnb. Would you ever stay at an Air? Ever want to? Um, as long as I had special equipment to make sure that there were no weird cameras. Oh yeah, I would want to do like a bug sweep. I'm not yeah, super paranoid, but yeah, like I feel like there isn't a bit of a a chance that something could go horribly wrong there. Like you'll find out that you've been recorded or something. Like a get out situation. Yeah, like I just I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of room for like spy camera stuff to be shenanigans to be happening there with certain people. Right. But I also feel weird, like, just living in someone else's environment for a couple days. Yeah. There's, like... It seems strange. When you're home, there there's, like, certain smells and certain comforts. Like, you're barefoot. You know, you, you just you just feel comfortable in your own home. And the idea of having someone else stay in my home that I don't know seems odd to me also. Like, when you go and stay in a hotel, um, it's, it's sterile, really. Right. You know what I mean? Like... And, and that's as good. it should be right yeah uh so there's no germs or smells or at least that what you can see anyway. yeah to the naked eye well we did see a cool thing at a department store recently it was a like a like a sleeping bag type thing that was meant for travelers that you slide into before getting into a hotel bed so it gave you an extra layer of protection against what kinds of liquids and bugs maybe <laughs> you know like bed. spilled juice spilled that's exactly what i was thinking mm-hmm. of not something more biological but right just uh, like a liquid like milk like milk or maybe like somebody got a, a nice juice room service to them mm-hmm. and they spilled it right definitely not a bodily fluid was i thinking of or like you know arby's cheese or something right right yeah i get it oh do you remember we stayed at a hotel once and there was like a blood stain on the comforter remember that yeah, and then they brought us a new one that was fresh from a package. Yeah, so we watched them take this comforter like out of the packaging, this very generic like hotel-issued comforter, but at least mm-hmm. we knew that there wasn't any yeah. stains on it. Oh, God. That's so gross. I mean, it was probably washed, but still, still gross. Yeah, I don't want to see that. No. Um, yeah, so this couple is expecting their first child after a double-booked Airbnb, so... Um, do you think that the child was created that night or do you think maybe they waited and then just uh, the relationship started that evening, but the child didn't start that evening? I don't. Yeah. I don't think the child was started that evening. I think that they probably developed a relationship from there. I would hope so. Cause something, I mean, not to say that you couldn't have a lasting relationship that starts with a one night stand, but I like this idea of it being uh, like a long-term thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Little romantic sort of beginning uh chance of meeting like like at an airbnb if you if this scenario uh is when this scenario happens i i see it being more romantic at an arby's airbnb it seems like a more of like a wham bam thank you let's have a sandwich ma'am type situation yeah i i would agree with that i would agree with that and and then then you you just curly fry your way out of there you curly fry and ghost away (laughs) (laughs) you curly fry out of it i like that oh man i really want curly fries now i know me too man um well, we're going to pause for a quick moment and go get ourselves some curly fries. Just kidding. <laughs> um, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, let's. We'll go after. Great. <laughs> um, and then the last article. A retiring 911 operator got start working at Unsolved Mysteries Call Center. So those, those are the people who take like the, if you or anyone you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have any information? Yep. Well, like Robert Stack's like walking through that room and everybody's on the phone and there's like monitors. Yeah. yeah that little call center area. I love it. That's fantastic. That would be a fun, I think that would be a pretty fun job. Yeah. It's like you're solving a mystery. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Although I, I assume you would be filtering out a lot of bizarre phone calls too. Yeah. But how do you, how would you, you would have to be, you'd have to have a certain 
like a certain sense because you would need to be able to listen to someone's story of UFO abduction or ghosts and be able to say, all right, this one doesn't seem real. This one, this one has some credibility. I'm going to kick this one up to Mr. Stack and see if he wants to follow through with it. Right. That's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I suppose like, if they if they call in with uh, UFO stories, I think that they there has to be more than one witness. Yeah, maybe you'd want to like triangulate where the calls are coming from. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, okay, we're getting a lot of hits on the Phoenix area. Let's yeah. maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Uh, or it would have to be a really compelling one-off ghost story to want to send a whole crew over to wherever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure it's probably like a, a legendary thing that had been going on for True. a while. Right, like I live with the Mothman. Please come to Virginia and interview us. Yeah, like he he's like my next door neighbor. Um, <laughs> a Bigfoot once came to my window and talked to me, um, waiting for him to return. And he was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I was like, holy crap, you're Bigfoot. He's like, I know. I get that all the time. You should see my shoes. I can just imagine like they also. <laughs> you got any size 19s in there? I've worn these babies out trying to hide from the media and the world entirely for the last 20 years. Perhaps, uh, you know, oh, uh, if, if some Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> he's, got, he's got Groucho Marx glasses on, Bigfoot. He's walking into a footlocker being like, could you please show me to the size 20s, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really funny Bigfoot, to me. is that you that's so funny to me and then he does that the famous walk you know how his arms are like that famous yeah, video. yeah he yeah. like walks away just like that but bigfoot yeah but now if bigfoot had the internet he can just go on zappos and get like extra wide shoes get the proper you know proper length shoes yeah maybe a pair of pants a pair of pants it's much it's much easier to be bigfoot nowadays yeah i would think so i mean there's there's a lot more out there available to you. Yeah, I mean, you could you mm-hmm. could have clothing ordered to you because you don't even ne- necessarily have to have a fixed address anymore for Amazon. You could go like in certain major cities, there are like Amazon, they're almost like I guess for lack of a better term, like post office boxes where you can have stuff delivered to this thing that's inside a store. And then you go in and you type in a code and you get your Amazon order out of there instead of it being delivered to home. Really? Yeah. Huh. So Bigfoot could do that. I mean, as yeah. long as he had like a starter pair of glasses to mm-hmm. co- conceal his identity. Yeah. And if he just threw a shirt on. I mean, if somebody of Bigfoot's hairiness and stature were to walk into a Walmart and go to like their Amazon thing, kiosk. Right. They, they People might not bat an eye. They would kind of blend in with today's <laughs> looks. Yeah. I mean, he. Um, I'm sure somewhere he could... Uh, uh, steal uh, a couple shirts off a clothesline and (laughs) you're right (laughs) and maybe just kind of tie them together or you know maybe sew them together whatever whatever sort of uh nature string you could find nature string (laughs) like a vine (laughs) yeah like a a vine weeping willow branch yeah although maybe that's why he's going up to people's windows to get them to to kind of gain their trust kind of feel them out a little bit Mm -hmm. and then see if they're willing to go to the store for them yeah but of course bigfoot doesn't have any money so the money that's all on you to come up with the money yeah but knowing that you've given some money to bigfoot for a good cause might make you feel a little really good really good about you know spending a little cash why don't we have uh uh you know, a, a pants for Bigfoot sort of <laughs> pants for Bigfoot. Uh, charity going. I, <laughs> I, I'm ashamed of ourselves. Yeah, we should. We should. We should really think about that. I think that's mm-hmm. a, something that's um, sorely lacking. Yeah. Uh, do you think I was just thinking about the call center aspect of things again? Do you think that there was a lot of like repeat callers? They're like, Gerald, is this you again? Are you claiming that you were abducted and probed in the rear end and then dropped off at a haunted house and then you have evidence of the Loch Ness Monster and you were abducted? Gerald, I know this is you. Please hang up. This is a serious call center. We have important calls to take. It's all true, Louise. Oh, you sure. just got You just got to give me a chance. <sighs> Gerald, I'm telling you, I'm, we're going to have to block your your number. No. <laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like Don Knotts. I don't want to talk to your supervisor. Well, let me talk to your supervisor. And then Robert Stack gets on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop this shenanigans. We're trying to solve mysteries. Good day. 
Thanks, Bob. <laughs> that, but again, that would be, I think of all the types of call centers you could work in, you know, we have, you have bank call centers, you know, whatever help desk things. Definitely working there, I think would be a really cool place to work. Yeah, I think so too. I imagine, I mean, I know there's still like an Unsolved Mysteries like presence online because they've just released all, all the series to like um, Hulu and uh, Amazon. Amazon and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I imagine there's probably not like a telephone call center bank anymore. I imagine it's probably just online that they're like soliciting. No, I would. I don't know. Well, I don't know. They, they, um, is it America's Most Wanted? Mm-hmm. Right? Like they still, don't they still show? They still exist, right? John Walsh, like, yeah. call this number if you have any tips about this. So maybe so. there's something for Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I would love to, to work there. It's an unsolved mystery. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah. But it's got to be quite so a ch- change too for this person. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, going from unsolved mysteries and like kind of dealing with some wacky stuff to then dealing with 911 stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I hope, she, I hope he or she never got like the two worlds confused. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, uh, I imagine it was probably a uh, fulfilling job yeah. to be to know that you're making an immediate difference, right? Not just passing on a possible mystery-solving opportunity, right? Although there were a lot of unsolved mysteries, a lot of uh, a lot of criminals caught. There were a lot of people reunited with people that they, you know, long lost relatives reunited. It's it's a lot. I'm assuming because we've never had to go through this, but I would assume that it's a lot, and thankfully so. It's probably a lot easier nowadays to try to reconnect with lost family or law and. And maybe even like if someone's missing, although, you know, the story, we hope that the story always works out, but I would assume because of technology and the world being a little bit more connected, that those types of things have a higher, like return, like not return, but higher probability of things going well. Right. Yeah. Back then you just had unsolved mysteries. Like there weren't a lot of other avenues. You know, know, now we have the internet and there's lots of people constantly Mm -hmm. doing stuff and looking for people and things. So a different world, man. Different world. Mm. Whole different world. So of these three headlines, Tiff, which which one do you think is real? <laughs> All right. Uh, bourbon seeking ingredient, couple expecting first child, retiring 911 operator. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm feeling um let's go with the couple expecting their first child. Uh, that is a fake story. It's a fake story. That is a fake it headline. sounds so prob- probable. I know. Um, what about the operator? That story is also fake. Why? What's the beaver ingredient? Totally made up those two stories. The actual story. You really do have a thing for animal articles. It's, it's what I. It's what crazy, I come across. Crazy man. <laughs> this is an article on Fortune.com. The headline reading: This bourbon's secret ingredient comes from a beaver. What is it? <laughs> Are you intrigued? Because I, it, please don't let it be anything gross. Well, hold on to your Bigfoot pants. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon tasting will take on a whole new form when you describe its smokiness, smoothness, and whether you taste a hint of beaver secretion. A New Hampshire-based distillery called the is Tamworth... Is it from their butt? <sighs> yes. <laughs> A New Hampshire-based distillery called the Tamsworth Distilling has unveiled a new bourbon. It's called Eau de Musk. And while the bourbon itself looks like any other whiskey, Tamworth's booze has a secret ingredient, secretions from a beaver's rear end. These secretions are known as castorium. No. uh, Everyone at home, please wait one second. I have to pick Tiffany up off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. While it might sound rather unappetizing to drink alcohol with beaver secretions, it's actually not so unorthodox. It does so much. (laughs) In fact, castorium has found its way into perfumes and some food products have included castorium in their products. Well, now I'm going to look for that on the ingredient list of foods or beverages that I consume. According to Snopes, which did a deep dive into castorium in 2013, it's found to have no ill effect on humans and can actually improve the taste of the food products you consume. Tamsworth Distillery, whose bourbon was earlier reported on by the local news outlet Concord Monitor, hasn't been shy about including beaver castorium in its booze. There's a beaver on the bourbon bottle, and in a statement, the company referred to its sack excretion, saying... <laughs> also, can't. another 
media search I've done online, um, <laughs> saying that it exhibits a bright and fruity quality, and it has raspberry quality, rich leathery notes, and a creamy vanilla aroma. The company added that the bourbon's melody of charming flavors will impress you. So if you're in the mood for some beaver-infused bourbon, Tamworth Distilling is now selling it at its facility in New Hampshire. I can only imagine that the people who are listening to this are making the exact same <laughs> expression that I am of like horror and confusion and also like a mild intrigue, but mostly like confusion <laughs> and horror. I remember like, years ago reading about Castorium online. Someone had shared this online. So it's still available in some, some companies still use it, although it's not in, as in vogue as it was, once was. But it is sort of like a vanilla flavoring, like a lot of... At one point, when you would see natural vanilla flavoring on things, it very well could have meant it was sacks from near the beaver's anus. There's a little sack there that has this vanilla smell to it. I think I have heard that before. Yeah. Now, yeah. There's so many questions about this. First of all... How did you find this out? You know what I mean? Like, how right. did someone discover this? Right. Was there a shortage of vanilla and you just went around smelling animals' butts hoping to have... <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, you know what? This one's close enough. This is pretty close. Hmm. But I think like like it, we don't have a shortage of vanilla. So why why not just use the real deal? I don't know. Local ingredients maybe? maybe. It's not like we have vanilla beans growing around here. But did someone somehow find a beaver stuck to their face and they... <laughs> <laughs> like, this sure does smell like vanilla. <laughs> What if I squeeze the sack a little bit and then taste it? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. Reminds me of that old proverb. If you should find yourself with a beaver stuck to your face, may it be smelling of vanilla. <laughs> um, but yeah, why did that? Like, just It's just insane. Like, Just use vanilla. We don't need to start looking in beaver taints for vanilla. Right. Like if we run out of vanilla, sure. Let's find some alternatives. Yeah. But I think we can also create a synthetic vanilla smell without going downtown on a beaver. <laughs> I think there's a time and place for downtown beavers. Yes. And it's not. Not in your bourbon. <laughs> not in your bourbon. Yeah. That's so so I remember going, I remember reading this on Snopes because I was very intrigued by that we were just letting this happen, these beaver secretions and just like let it go we're okay like if it's a post-apocalyptic world and we have a hankering for vanilla and that's the only way to get it fine but right now let's not pull the uh, alarm here yeah i feel like there there are probably other ways that we can get something similar yeah to vanilla yeah um and it's it's not that but in the meantime just use vanilla yeah yeah like i have vanilla like we buy vanilla extract once in a while it's readily available all the time. You know, and it's all, it seems like it's much more difficult to, like, we have a supply of vanilla. Yes, we also have beavers with vanilla sacks in their butts. But doesn't it seem like it's a lot more work to get it vanilla smell from a beaver butt than to just use vanilla? Like, like I, a vanilla bean? Is it like a catch and release sort of thing? Or do you have to murder a beaver? Well, that's a good question, too. Are you just, like, out there milking feral beavers? <laughs> <laughs> is it milking and squeezing the sack into a tube oh my god and then running back to the distillery with it and and how many beavers must you squeeze <laughs> each shot of bourbon contains one sack squeeze of beaver gland juice <laughs> it's so disgusting oh man i mean i i guess like ah uh. Yeah, I, I guess don't knock it till you try it. I mean, maybe that bourbon is really delightful. Um, I guarantee you that it is not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear your three articles this week, Tiff. All right, you ready for it? Yeah, let me get my notes-taking machine ready. Okay. That means laptop. I could not think of the word. Yeah. It's funny. Kevin uses his laptop to write things down. And I make notes in an actual notebook. I write them down with my hand and a pen and pencil. I'm digital. She's or analog. Pencil. Yeah. That's just, you know. That's why we work so well together. Yeah. Okay. Article number one. Man attempts prison escaped. Escaped. Man attempts prison escape by playing dead. <laughs> 
Man attempts prison escape by playing dead. Yes. Okay. Uh, number two, huge python eats woman checking her vegetable garden. Oh God. Um, that, that's probably what she said. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Those are her last words. Yeah. <laughs> Woman's last words were, oh God. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. And then five minutes later, there was a very loud uh, belch yeah. from the snake. <laughs> um, and then the last article is pet bird returns home after missing for five years. Pet bird returns home after being missing for five years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Holy manoli. Are they sure it's the same bird? Do they have it tagged? Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So article number one, man attempts prison escape by playing dead. Yeah. Hmm. I love dumb criminals, man. That's, uh, I mean, I wonder if they were actually apprehended or if they are still out there on the run, maybe. Um, they must be one of those people that can like slow the heart rate down, like due to like deep, deep, uh, like transcendental meditation. They can slow their heart rate down. And yeah. And then, uh, and then be, then go through the whole corn. Well, wouldn't you have to go like, wouldn't the coroner have to check you out and declare you dead? Right. My assumption was that there, there had to have been a, a person on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're right. I feel like if you, if you try to escape prison in that way, you, you have to have help. There yeah. has to be someone who's like, yeah, he's dead. He's dead. All right. <laughs> like the prison coroner is on the take. They would have to be. Yeah. Because you would think that when they like do like an autopsy, or maybe they're maybe the prison doesn't do that. Does the prison have its own autopsy person? You're, you're asking so many questions. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about beaver sacks. What do I know? <laughs> Man attempts prison escape. That's a, I mean that's a pretty ingenious way to yeah. to try to get out of there because it beats digging a hole. Exactly. Could you imagine like at night sneaking like you would have to like move your bunk bed to the side or move your painting to the side and like start slowly digging with like a little hand tool <laughs> like those people it takes in takes uh, so long. We were at um Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia a few years ago. We did a yeah. little tour there. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't like a little uh, exhibit on people that had escaped. And do you remember? And I think they had like at night they would slide yes. things out of the way. I yeah. don't know if it was like a, a mirror or something they had in there. Yeah, it was something that was on the wall. Yeah. And then they a would. A mirror sounds right. And they were chiseling away with like stolen tools from yeah. somewhere. Maybe they were doing like some work in the prison. Mm-hmm. But they dug a pretty massive tunnel. I don't know how long it took, but it must have taken years to try to... Yeah. That's a lot of exhausting work. No, I guess if you, you have a life sentence, a uh, few years to dig a hole to get a, out of a prison doesn't seem like much, right? right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, well, that's true. I mean, what else are you going to be doing? But I would I would play dead to get out of uh, regular work, let alone exhausting work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like because oh um, man that's weird. i i agree i think there would have to be someone on the inside his nickname is possum <laughs> <laughs> he would always get frightened in like during when people get start getting violent in prison he would just fall and pass out <laughs> i mean we're assuming well you did say it was a man i was gonna say maybe it wasn't uh yeah yeah you did say it was a man i mm-hmm. wanted to make sure i wasn't being uh gender biased gender biased there. yeah that's cool um <laughs> possum he just falls over i love that <laughs> well you know what though in the prison you probably don't want to fall over and play dead well maybe sometimes you do uh, yeah maybe just to distance yourself from what's happening maybe you just don't want to be involved like yeah. maybe it's maybe it's someone who maybe you know what you like you said maybe they're really into meditation maybe they they found themselves reformed or maybe they were just someone who's in prison because they're they were in the wrong place at the wrong time you know, or maybe they're just a dumb criminal and they were like, let's see how long I can hold my breath. <laughs> and uh, they discovered a new skill. Uh, Jimmy over in the coroner's office. <laughs> will help me get out of this joint. <laughs> I imagined uh, someone bringing a, a cake to the prisoner and inside the cake was a book on transcendental meditation and like slowing <laughs> your body down. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would be a little suspicious yeah. to put through through a. Uh, 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 security and uh, gifts that you can have in commissary or whatever. Yeah, I imagine every cake is dissected for books and tools. Yeah, <laughs> probably. They, sh- they should be anyway. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, because I would imagine, like, I don't know if there's a, there probably is like a prison medical person that would probably declare the person dead, but they probably wouldn't do like an autopsy and stuff like that on the prison grounds, maybe in some big uh, prison where there's a, um, like a more of a fully functioning hospital. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We know people in the prison industry. By that, I mean people that work at prisons. Not yeah, like- <laughs> not, not people who are serving time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we might, uh, who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they could, they, they probably would have a little inside help, which I'm assuming in most prison break situations, there is some kind of help from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. Like that one up in Northern New York a few years ago, there was in the Adirondacks. Uh, there was somebody, right. There was somebody working there that was yeah there friendly was, with a couple of the people that yeah helped them. Yeah. There was a, uh, for people who are not in the U S there, there was a prison escape where a woman helped, two inmates escape and uh i guess she was supposed to be their getaway car yeah but something happened where she changed her mind and uh the two men went on the run for a while yeah it was big news it was big news i think they had one of them was had convinced her that they were in love or there was a little bit of that situation happening too like a romantic thing happening yeah but she was like uh i think she may have been a corrections officer i think you may be right yeah yeah so Hmm. yeah who knows uh, article number two, huge python eats, huge python eats, oh, this is what I wrote, huge python eats python checking veggie garden. That's not right, is it? No, <laughs> it's not. Uh, the article is huge python eats woman checking her vegetable garden. Oh God, that's so hideous. We yeah. have had a lot of animal articles and talk on the last few episodes. Animals are big news. We've talked about snakes, goats, beavers, mm-hmm. cats. Remember we were talking about Kanye's um, poopity scoop? Yep, yep. Episode two? I don't know what episode it was. I think it was... <laughs> Just go back and listen to them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be terrifying. I That would be the one thing stopping me from ever wanting to garden is even coming across a tiny snake. I'd be done. Little baby snakes I would, are so cute, though. I would jump into your arms Scooby-Doo style. Oh, yay. Shake. Oh, yeah. that's cute. I'd give you a little snack. <laughs> and then a, a very tall sandwich that you tie with a string and shrink it down. Yeah. So I can then put it in my mouth and then yeah. pull the string out and swallow yep. the sandwich hole. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, as long as we're on the same page. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are on the same page. Oh, the idea of a snake. And then, I mean, b- you could have somebody who maybe owned a python and then it got loose and it just been in the neighborhood and, and it wound up in a garden. Yeah. And you're just going about your garden business and all of a sudden you've got a snake wrapping itself around you and then it's eating you. What what kind of vegetables is this woman growing where a huge python <laughs> could hide behind it? Oh my god. Uh where like it just moves the shrub to the side and is like <laughs> num num. It moves the shrubs to the side. It's got Barbara's binoculars on. Dinner. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> What are some tall vegetables that she would be growing? Uh, sunflowers. Stalks that's not a vegetable. Stalks of corn. Uh, stalks of corn. That's a that's a big tall vegetable. Um, wheat. I don't know if that's necessarily a vegetable either. Yeah, probably not something someone would grow in a garden. It's more of like a field type situation. Fair. You know. Yeah. We could. I'm not saying it's not. It couldn't happen. I guess um, maybe any sort of uh, squash or gourds or pumpkins oh, or anything like right. that. Those have really large leaves. Right. So maybe uh, a huge python might be able to hide amongst that. Oh, that's so gross. I don't, you don't, you're okay with snakes, right? I mean, you. Yeah, snakes don't really bother me. I mean, I don't want to be squeezed to death or eaten or consumed by one. That's, that's upsetting. Right. And a, and a python, a snake the size of a python just coming across that in the wild i think it would startle anyone regardless of if they're yeah i've i've held I, i'm sure we talked i think we talked about this on one of the past episodes i've held a boa constrictor i don't know if i've held a python because they're they are different um hmm. but uh yeah i i think pythons are pythons like boa constrictors where they yeah they squeeze you to death yeah. first right yeah i'm i'm not sure if pythons are the ones because one of them is like more near water i think right i don't know we're not scientists folks we are not zoologists nope we're no it it just at all (laughs) (laughs) we're um guessologists um (laughs) 
bullshitologists. Yes, that's exactly. That's what, it. That's pretty much what we, we got do. it. That's pretty much what we do for yeah. from for about forty five minutes to an hour every week. Yeah. So thank you for sticking with us and <laughs> listening to it um, in our uh, professional bullshitting. Um, yeah. So so this huge python. I I mean maybe maybe we're giving the python too much credit. I mean they they do label it as a huge python, but perhaps. It was a, a a very petite woman. Well, yeah, because the well the python would have to be fairly large, either way. If it's going to eat a full size, yeah, I shouldn't say full size, like what you would think of when you think of a well person. I mean, a petite woman would probably be about what 120 pounds. Sure. So, I mean, that's that's a lot to consume. Or a little person who is gardening, perhaps, maybe yeah. to make it a little bit more of a, I guess that'd be more of an appetizer for. It, yeah, depending. That was really dumb to say. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, could, it, is it, could the python? So the python, it would it like unhinges its jaw. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And that would have to swallow. That's what's gross about those kind of snakes, I think. So it'd have to go maybe like head first, so that the person's screams couldn't be heard. So they'd be screaming directly into a python belly. Probably. Which was the name of my ska band's first album, "Screaming, screaming into, into a Python." A python. Belly. <laughs> I think I had a t-shirt of yours. You did. You yeah. Did. We, mm-hmm. were, we were at Hot Topic for a while. Yeah. Cool. In uh, 99. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the bird? I do because the more I think about snakes, the less I ever want to go outside. Doesn't it just make you want to pick up your feet off the floor? Like just in case. <laughs> it, does. it really does. I find myself like squirming my feet a little bit. Cool. A pet bird returns home after missing for five years. Yeah. That's a sweet story. Yeah. Like, I wonder if the bird came back with like a little suitcase with lots of like little stickers all over it showing where it had been all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) And like a fully stamped, uh, what do you call it? Passport. Yeah. I almost said visa. That's different. That's also meant for travel, but different circumstances. And for some reason, a full beard. And a full beard. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny little tattoos on its wings. And for some reason, like 16 millimeter film, we wanted to show like some yeah. slides that they took. Yeah. It's like, get with the time. You should have brought a phone. It's a it. strong bird. It's very good. It's, a, it's big, a lot of luggage. It is a very large bird. Yeah. It's a big bird. Yeah. It is big bird. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's I could see that happening, right? Because birds, they would, uh, they use the sonar, right? No, that's bats. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but birds have like certain patterns, right? Like the, there's like migration patterns. Mm-hmm. We live in an area where there's lots of Canadian geese that go back and forth and poop everywhere and attack people. But uh, <laughs> but they kind of they follow like a, a certain instinct, right? So it's possible that a bird could maybe accidentally fly out the window or maybe mm-hmm. be on someone's shoulder as they went outside and then flew off, like what happened to your dad and your pet bird. Yeah, yeah, my dad. Not your pet bird. Yeah, it was your dad. My bird. dad did not lose my pet bird. Yeah, that would be sad. <laughs> my my dad once had a a parakeet. Uh, and uh, this parakeet used to just hang out on his shoulder. He'd go outside, go inside, walk around, didn't matter. And this bird would just stay there. And uh, there was one day, I guess, he he was uh, going to leave uh, the house and, and go run some errands, and uh, he felt something on the back of his neck. Completely forgot that the bird was there, and just, like, kind of... He felt it tickling him, so he right. just kind of... Went to go scratch his neck. Yeah, like kind of wiped it away, and or I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, scratch his neck. <laughs> he went to wipe that bird out. No, that's not what you meant. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so the bird ended up flying away, Aww. and he was so bummed about it. He because it was his little buddy, Aww. you know. Um, but your dad does have a new parakeet. Yeah, and please tell our audience the name of your dad's bird. It's the best name ever. Uh, it's another parakeet. Mm-hmm. Um. The bird's name is Herman P. Keeter. <laughs> Herman P. Keeter. Yeah. It's so funny. Herman Keeter. Herman Keeter. Yeah. It's nice when dad sends me uh, any sort of holiday cards or birthday cards. Like he, he'll sign it, love always dad. And then he'll also have uh, the name of our dog, Cricket. And then he'll also sign Herman Keeter's name. So, <laughs> Does he sign it Herman R. Keeter, like full name? Her, uh, Herman. Herman? Uh, no, full name. Full name. Herman R. Keeter. That's P. Uh, Herman P. P. Keeter. Uh-huh. Not Herman R. Like, Keeter. 
parakeet. Herman Peakeater. Yes. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny and cute. <laughs> oh, I my think God. it's it's pretty clear. I get my sense of humor from my dad. I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> I that that's a nice story. I hope that one is real. That the uh, pet bird returned home after missing for five years. What was the bird doing for five years? And when did and why did it decide? All right. Well, now maybe it's like uh, Rumspringa. So what is this? <laughs> Am I saying that right? Yeah. That's when uh, Amish children, right? It's it's men and women of it's, a certain age. Yeah, it's like a coming of age sort of experiment where uh, Amish uh, youth uh, go out and uh, have free reign to, you know, explore. Um, like the modern world. Uh, yeah, like uh, uh, common people, I guess. Yeah. And. Uh, um, I can't remember like, the exact terminology they use to, to call people, but, um, yeah, so they, they can like decide go to parties and, you know, uh, wear regular clothes, not Amish clothes. And, um, yeah. And then at the end of it, they finally decide to devote themselves to living Amish. Mm-hmm. Then they come back, but other people don't, you know, not everyone that's a pretty cool thing, though. I mean, because it's got to be difficult. Well, I mean, I guess if it's all you know, it's not difficult to live that way. But right. then it's a real test of your faith and your mm-hmm. beliefs to yeah. then be thrust into this world, no pun mm-hmm. intended, where it's just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. To, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, not the... In comparison. In comparison to the yeah. life you're living, it must seem yeah. like, oh my gosh, like what is happening right now? And then to be like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm going to go back, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, boy. I think yeah, it's fascinating. I think that that's a a really cool thing to be able to do. So maybe that's what the maybe the bird was on Bird Spring out where they go out. Yeah, and they, they can explore other homes. Uh huh. See if they want to live with someone else. Maybe go to a zoo. See if they maybe fit in there. Yeah. Live fairly with other birds. Maybe they were in a long term relationship, and they were, you know maybe they they went out. They explored. They were able to to live their lives as an adult and fairly and merrily found found love and then they were like you know what it's time it's time to go home so then they flew back home into the arms of their loving um people and then there was a knock on the door a couple days later the bird they fell in love with followed them yeah because it's true love true love cannot be stopped yeah and you know what? It doesn't matter that maybe the pet bird was like, uh, you know, his name was Toucan Sam. And then <laughs> at the door, um, uh, Flan Flamingo showed up. And <laughs> you know what? You can't separate true love. They both landed in the open window of a Airbnb. Yeah. And then fell in love. Yeah. And then they pecked on the first night. Turned out they double booked it. <laughs> they pecked. And Kevin Kevin just took the tips of his index and middle fingers and just like tapped them together on each hand. They pecked. <laughs> oh, I'm strange. Um, yeah. I, Are um, you a strange bird? I am a strange bird. <laughs> These are very, like all of these articles seem like things I would scroll past on Facebook. And that's the point of this is to yeah. just try to trick each other with news. Um, I don't know which one is real. Um, oh, I want to go with the pet bird returning home because I love the idea that that's real. It is not real. Oh, no. I know. I kind of wish it was too. Yeah, it's just a nice story. Now these other two are terrifying. Yeah. A python eating a person. I don't want that to be true. So I'm going to go with a man escaping from prison by playing dead. Uh, also not true. Oh, uh, did you? Okay. Pause real quick. Did you? I wrote come, this before. Because we were talking about this this days. morning. I wrote this a couple of days ago. Oh my God. Okay. So we're. Ho- so when it was being talked about earlier today, I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> we were having a conversation with our friend Cody earlier today. And, um, I don't know how it came up, but as we normally just start riffing and horsing around like crazy birds, uh, we started talking about escaping prison by playing dead and like meditating to like slow your heart. Like all of that stuff happened. So when you said that headline, I thought, all right, that's probably the fake one because we just kind of talked about similar things today. No, I I know, I know, and I laughed. I I was secret, <laughs> like I couldn't give it away because I was like, oh my gosh. But I I wrote that. Oh, 
A few days ago. Yeah, it was a few days oh, ago. Oh, so funny. So the real story yeah, is a python eating a lady who was gardening? Yeah. Oh, no. Did she survive? She didn't survive. No. Oh. R.I.P. woman. God. I thought, I was hoping maybe they cut the snake open, pulled her out. Um, oh. They did do that also. <laughs> oh, God. So. This is horrifying. This story, uh, I saw it from one of our local news channels, but it was uh, originally published by uh, CBS. Oh. And uh, so huge python eats woman checking her vegetable garden. Uh, and this was in Jakarta, Indonesia. Okay. Ugh. A 23-foot-long 23, 23 python what? has swallowed a woman in central Indonesia. Oh, oh 23 feet. Mm-hmm. The victim, 54-year-old Watiba, went missing while checking her vegetable garden near her village on Muna Island on Thursday evening. Oh, so that was last week. So horrible. Um, on Friday, her family went to look for her at the garden, but only found her belongings, including sandals, a flashlight, uh, and a flashlight. The family and villagers launched a search for the woman and found the snake with a bloated belly about 50 yards from where oh. her belongings were found. There's just a python there with a toothpick. Like, yeah, I haven't seen anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she went that way. (laughs) Oh, that's sad. Uh, The villagers killed the snake and carried it to the village. When they cut open the snake's belly, they found Tiba's body still intact with all of her clothes. Oh, my gosh. She she was swallowed first from her head. Uh, videos posted on some websites showed villagers slicing open the python's carcass to reveal the woman's body. Ugh. That I, I That's don't, too much. I, can't I don't want to see that. See that. No, I don't no, want to no. see that at all. Um, like I feel terrible for everybody involved, mainly the woman, but I also feel bad that this snake had to die too. Yeah. yeah. But it had, I mean, you had to, I mean, yeah. you have to get that person out of yeah. there. Um, Ferris Ugh. said, uh, Ferris, who is, uh, Bueller. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller was um, there. It's the uh, village chief. Mm, okay. Um, so uh, Ferris said the victim's garden, uh, about a half mile from her house, is located in a rocky area with caves and cliffs. Oh, get your garden closer to home. Believed to contain many snakes. Oh, my God. Uh, pythons, which are widespread in Indonesia and other parts of Southeast Asia, grab onto their prey Never with dozens there. of sharp, curved teeth and then squeeze it to death before swallowing it whole. <sighs> Reports of humans being killed by pythons are extremely rare. Okay. In the wild, they are known to eat monkeys, pigs, and other mammals. Still terrifying. Never going there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry that was a sad story. That's okay. Um, Sometimes real news is sad. Yeah. <laughs> it just uh, is. Yeah. I, uh, but I, yeah, I was very surprised to see that, that headline. It doesn't, it seems fake. It seems like an unreal story and you want it to be unreal because it's unfortunate that that woman lost her life, um, in such a way, but, um, and and this is going to sound like I'm being a jerk, but I'm not, but I, hopefully, you know, gardening was something that she really loved to do. And so maybe she enjoyed her last few moments. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a absolutely. sweet way to think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's, let's hope for that. Let's hope that that happened. I like that mm-hmm. you tried to find a silver lining in this grotesque story. Yeah. Thanks. And that's what we do here on fake headlines yeah. podcast. Folks, we take the grotesque and we make it a little better. What? <laughs> We've had a lot of coffee today. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah. Well, that's it for episode number 10. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. One. Yeah. We had yeah. a good time. We, we had a good time. We hope you did too. Yeah. Please follow us on all the social medias. Yes. We're on Twitter. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. On Twitter, look up uh, fake head pod. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram and Facebook, because they're the same, same company. <laughs> it's, it's fake headlines podcast. Fake headlines podcast. Yes. Uh, you can also email us at fake headlines podcast at gmail.com. Correct. Um, yeah. And if you guys could on, uh, anywhere that you download your podcasts, uh, please rate and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Right. Um, if there's something that you, uh, really, really love about it, we want to keep it up. Yeah. Um, if there's something that you're just like, this is, 
This is dumb. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it, bro. Yeah. yeah. This is a free thing we're doing. Don't make us feel bad about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're trying really hard. Come on, guys. But seriously, on uh, iTunes? iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts, even if you don't want to write a review, I get it. Sometimes it's weird writing reviews. Just give us a rating, a star rating. Uh, make sure you subscribe. All those things help. Uh, there's not ratings and things like that in the podcast world. So any type of uh, any type of any way you can like or share or review or give a rating to those things help so much. They help us kind of break through the tens of thousands and thousands of podcasts that are out there. Absolutely. And so um, and also again, just to point out, we are now available on the Laughable app. So download Laughable and check out all the great podcast offerings there. Yes. And you can also check us out at fakeheadlinespodcast.com. Yes. So many places to look for us. So many. <laughs> but that's it, folks. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And uh, we'll do it again next week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>